What's going on, everybody? Welcome to God Family Works Podcast, um, Faith and Family. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be amazing. Um, I consider it an elephant in a room when you consider it to the first century church and dealing with families. Um, so tonight's topic is when ministry and marriage collide. When ministry and marriage collide. When you think about um, the 21st century church, um, in today's time, you have a lot of millennial marriages. You have a lot of young marriages um, who oftentimes don't understand the commitment um, and the consistency it takes to be successful in both ministry and marriage. And so therefore, you see often sometimes uh, younger couples and older couples to an extent, um, specifically those who are not yet seasoned in their faith. Um, but you see a lot of moments or situations where you see families or marriages struggle because of uh, the lack of balancing working in both ministry and uh, being there for their family. So tonight we want to kind of have a discussion on this topic mm -hmm. um, and we first want to say that we're not here to defend um, either perspective of it but we're only here to start the conversation because we think it is needed more than ever in today's time yeah um, when it comes to serving in ministry and your family so the first thing I want to bring up is this point of can ministry actually cause a division in your marriage mm -hmm. I believe so. I really do. Because um, if you don't have balance, it can cause confusion or division. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, and I can talk about um, one scripture that um, Apostle Paul, he gave wisdom to the unmarried and the married. And, um, and this is found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 when he said an unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But verse 33, it says, but a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world. Mm -hmm. What is this world that Apostle Paul is talking about? How he, the married man, can please his wife. Yeah. And his interests are divided. Yeah. So why would Apostle Paul put that little small form of wisdom into this book to warn us, to let us know that we can easily be divided between uh, pleasing our spouse, meaning being there for them, nurturing them, nurturing the marriage, all right? Or we'll have a um, um, interest in trying to do ministry or trying to do what God wants us to do. That can be something as small as prayer, worship time, or that can be as big as you're in full-time ministry and you are the head pastor of a church. Yeah, or a leader yeah. uh, in, in the church specifically. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's key that you said that you spoke from that yeah. um, that point of of uh, passage of scripture, sorry, um, because I was thinking about also when Paul wrote in First Timothy verses five and eight, um, from a, a male's perspective, not all males, but some males, 
uh, have this perspective of being able to provide for their family. Um, and it says that anyone who, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. The weight of having that on your conscience sometimes can push you to a point where you have no choice mm-hmm. but to do all you can to provide for your household. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, not all the times, but I think sometimes that that could be a point of preference that some man or some male, um, males that are working in ministry take is that I have to provide for my family. This is the way I provide for my family. But sometimes we have to take a step back and understand that providing for your family can't come at the sacrifice of neglecting your family. Mm. No good to provide for them if they're being neglected. Because you have some uh, fam- wives uh, and, and, and sp- husbands. It goes on both ends for the for the. Uh, wife as well who may be serving in ministry and, and the husband could be staying home but some spouses don't feed off just being provided for they mm-hmm. feed off your time your love your energy your presence you we talk about love languages those things are play key points mm-hmm. of providing um, a very balanced home mm-hmm. and so that was one thing that I wanted to just kind of throw out there is that from a male's perspective that sometimes we carry that weight of having to provide for our families. Mm, yeah. And that's really good because, um, let's discuss this. Let's talk about a uh, first Timothy three and, um, it goes into detail about, um, what an overseer or in a deacon's qualification is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that that's good because I think um, you know, one of one of the points that we were going to make tonight mm-hmm. is that I believe that any leader or anyone who desires to be in leadership should examine themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a leader, you should examine that individual to see if they're fit to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And then if you're looking to be a leader, you should, you should examine yourself to make sure that you are a leader. Here's why we say that. Mm-hmm. Here's what the scripture says right here in First um, Timothy verse chapter three verses two through five. It says, "Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach." Now we're talking about elders, but let's just take the word elder and just say leader. Uh, must be above reproach. Approach, reproach. I'm sorry. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable. Able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Here, here's the key part. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Hmm. I believe that that should be the first examination for anyone wanting to be in leadership. How are you taking care of your home? Yeah. If we could do that, we could probably stop a lot of the issues that are going on between balancing home versus 
um, your marriage. I'm sorry, ministry versus your marriage. Self-examine ourselves. How's your home, man of God? How's your wife? How's your kids? Do you have things in order? Mm -hmm. Because there's no sense as coming into God's home, serving his home, and you're going to your home and it's still neglected. And it's unbalanced. It's not happy. Now, a lot of leaders would would challenge us and say probably that, well, um, you know, nobody's perfect. And, you know, you don't have to have it all together to uh, to serve in God's house. All those things are true. And that's why I started out by saying that we're not here mm-hmm. to debate um, or support support either perspective. We're just here to start the conversation. But I firmly believe that if as leaders and anyone desiring to be a leader, if we would take that um, first Timothy uh, chapter three, verses two through five approach to examine ourselves wanting to become leaders and then leaders to examine those who want to become leaders inside of the church to make sure that their home is in order first. Mm -hmm. And that is how you balance it all out right there, because when you follow the blueprint, what is the blueprint? It is the word of God. Right here, 1 Timothy chapter 3, it talks about and tells us exactly what it is that we ought to do. If you look at verse number 4, it says, He must manage his own home well. How can you manage your own home well if your wife is whining and complaining, saying, Hey, babe, I want your home more. You're always at the church all the time. Now, to a man, in a man point of view, he may be like, well, wait a minute. I'm called to this thing. The Lord called me. So I can't, you know, sit up here and be divided in this way. But again, remember that scripture that I just read, 1 Corinthians 7, that that Apostle Paul gave that wisdom that, look, once you get married, you, your interests will be divided. So to manage this thing out, he speaks on, he, he actually gives, uh, um, apostle Paul gives Timothy this wisdom. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. Y'all, let me tell you, that takes time as a parent. You got to be there. Yeah. You got to be in the home. For him to say those words, it takes time. In order for you to be a manager, think about managing a project. Think about managing your job, your career. Think about managing your business. Management, honestly, is kind of like nurturing something, right? Yeah. So you're spending time with this project. Are you spending time with the people? Because you have to manage them. So managing your own family. And see that his children obey him. The uh, father being in the home, his children must obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. That's good right there. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, It's very good. Now, I'll also say this too, because again, we we don't want to be one-sided in this conversation. We want to be open-minded. Um, in the discussion, and that's ministry will never be convenient. Uh, we learned that in our early days um, of serving in ministry, um, that it will never be convenient. There's going to be sacrifice. Something will have to sacrifice. 
Now, I would have to contradict okay. that um, saying or that phrase because um, coming up in ministry, um, I was always taught to put your family first. Maybe because I'm a woman, I don't know. But um, I was always taught, and these were great men of God who taught me this, that put your family first. I even remember a moment in time when I was working in ministry. I was right up there with the pastor and the Holy Spirit told me to come down from what I was doing in 10 to my babies at that time because nobody was there in order to um, help them or take care of them at that moment. So I had to come down um, from where I was at and I took care of my son because at that time that he was crying. And, um, and with that, ever since that day, it really stuck with me on how the Lord really believes in family. And he believes in um, parents really taking care of their family and um, and putting their children first. Yeah, you know, throughout in the Bible, you know, we we understand that God is pro family; He's for family. But there's also scriptures in the Bible that, if you know, from interpretation, you could walk away saying that wow, well, is is God anti family? It's all through interpretation. I'm going to point out two. Two passages of scripture for you. Matthew 15 verses 3 and 4 talks about honoring thy mother and thy father. Right? So it, it's coming from a perspective of a child honoring your mother and your father. Honoring those roles. So that means that God, the importance of those roles means that God has an importance of family. If you're honoring your mother and your father, you're honoring your family. Mm-hmm. But then also in Luke 14 and 26, it talks about the, the term or the word hate is used within the scripture, but it doesn't mean to hate. Uh, it just means that you have to let it go in order to follow and to, and to follow Christ and to be a disciple of Christ. It's hating mother, your mother, hating your father, hating your wife, hating your husband, not hating them maliciously, but mm-hmm. you have to let it go. To follow me. You have to pick up your cross mm. and follow me to, if you want to be a disciple of Christ. Meaning that you cannot idolize them yeah. when it comes to yeah. serving Jesus. Yeah. Your flesh have to die pertaining to them um, in a way of not idolizing them. That is the key. Yeah. I even remember in the book of Matthew chapter 12 when um, when Jesus made this um, famous question and he replied, he said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And then he pointed at his disciples and he said, here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Yeah. Now. And saying that too, we we understand that God was talking about his faith family, family of faith, but he wasn't neglecting his natural family either. Yeah. Because even on his last days, he tended to his mother by giving her into the care of John, someone Mm -hmm. he trusted who knew he could trust to continue to take care of her and provide for her and be there for her. Yeah. So even in the midst of that, he never neglected his family, even though he knew he had to let them go in order to follow 
Christ in order to do the work of his father. Because he was about his father's, father's business. business. So that brings me to this point as well. Following Christ will mean supporting two families. Mm. Your natural family mm -hmm. and your family of faith. Okay. So you see where this discussion and this elephant in the room, as we may call it, is here. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's very challenging to balance both mm -hmm. in the Christian homes. It is. Mm -hmm. Now there are some families that do it well. Yeah. Not perfect, but they do it well. Yeah. Um, and we thank God for them. But then there are some families that just don't have a clue or don't understand how to balance this thing, mm -hmm. to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so for me, I don't know how to really say this, but um, I'm a type of person that I don't believe being up at a church 24-7. You know, and a lot of people believe that that is how they serve the Lord. They believe that. So with me, because of that and because of the times in which we are living in, um, I really believe that you got to have that balance with it in yeah. order to balance it all out. Um, what if there are times where you have to take a step back from ministry? Yeah. Right. Maybe you can't be devoted as much. It's OK. Yeah. You know, it's OK to tell your leader and say, hey, I need to take a step back away from ministry for a while. And hopefully that leader is mature enough to say, you know what? You're right. It's OK. I got somebody else in place or uh, somebody else can step up while you are stepping down at the moment. Yeah. I think, too, I mean, you know, that's critical as well. You talked about, um, I like to use the word uh, bench strength, having that bench strength in ministries where, you know, folks don't feel overwhelmed. Folks mm -hmm. don't feel uh, like it's all on the weight is all on their shoulders um, and they're able to share um, the wealth of serving in ministry with their team members. Mm -hmm. um, you know, another phrase or another uh, statement that was, stuck with me from my beginning years of servants. You know, I've been in uh, management for 17 years. And, you know, as I analyzed and I looked at, you know, working in ministry, it's no different than managing on the job. Mm -hmm. um, you're responsible for oversight of people. Um, you're responsible for growing them. You're responsible for maturing them. Um, yeah. You're responsible for making sure that the ministry is productive. Um, so all those things, like when I analyze it, I say, you know, they, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but the one thing that you can't tie into um, working in ministry versus working on a job mm -hmm. is some folks don't mind sacrificing on their job because their reward is a what? It's a paycheck. Mm -hmm. But then some folks have an issue with sacrificing in ministry because they may not see a reward right away. And I think in today's times of millennial marriages, we're, we want to see a right away reward for mm. what we're doing. And sometimes that can cause a struggle within a marriage as well, because mm. we want to see the reward immediately mm. when our reward is in heaven, because yeah. God sees he's all knowing and he sees all. Yeah. So if we're faithful, 
then he will reward us for our faithfulness. That's right. But sometimes we won't see that reward right away. But as millennial minded now, we're looking for that reward right away. But that's another topic, another day. Mm-hmm. I just thought I would throw that out there. So um, how can you be devoted in ministry and be devoted to your marriage? How can you balance it out? So I'm going to give you two tips um, tonight. The first tip is, you know, we say this a lot and, you know, you hear it a lot through, you know, marriage ministries and, you know, it's T-shirts and it's kind of a slogan now and people kind of uh, have it a popular and hip term. Uh, and that's Ephesians 5's marriage, right? We want an Ephesians 5's marriage. I want an Ephesians 5 marriage. But if you honestly look at Ephesians 5, that whole passage of scripture when it talks about husbands and wives, if we follow that pattern, we can have balance in our home while serving a ministry. Mm. And here's why. Because if husbands love their wives like Christ loved the church, she shall not be needy or neglected. Hmm. Christ right. doesn't neglect his church. That's right. And his church needs for nothing. I because agree. he's able to provide all. But watch this. Wives must submit to their husband. Mm-hmm. Because if you submit to him, he's appreciative of what he's doing. Yeah. Submission feeds appreciation to some men, not all men, but some men, when they feel appreciate, uh, submitted to, they feel appreciated for. Hmm. Right? Even if the woman is serving in ministry and the man is at home, if that wife still comes home and submit to her husband, he has no issue with her serving in ministry. Hmm. Why? What am I getting to? Because it's done in order. That's right. Order. There is order. We go back to the scripture of First Timothy. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, First Timothy verses three, uh, chapter three, verses two to five. That if the home is managed well, then the he can manage it well in the church. The church can be ran well. Mm-hmm. So it's that's it's a lot in there that we can talk about but that's just one point if you really believe in Ephesians 5 and you follow that blueprint um, of how to take care of husbands how to take care of your wives wives how to take care of your husbands you will see balance within serving in ministry and making sure your family is taken care of but the second point I want to point out is if you go to first Peter verses 3 to 7 and it talks about the uh, husband, Honoring the wife. Mm-hmm. Honoring the wife. But the most important part about him honoring the wife is not for self-gratification. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not for him to, um, you know, get the best husband of the year award. It's all about his prayers being answered. Mm. <laughs> you want to know Why? You pray for your wife to understand you working in ministry and she still can't do it. Maybe it's because you don't see her and honor her. Mm. Watch this. First Peter verses three and seven says, likewise, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. 
That's it. It's that simple. Live with your wives in an understanding way. Show honor to her as a weaker vessel. Which means when she needs you home, she needs you home. Mm. The cry of a woman is so important to a man to listen to. Because if the woman is the weaker vessel, watch this, if she's the weaker vessel, then that means as a man, you have to be the what? Stronger vessel. We're, we're talking about husband and wife now. We're talking about a union. If one one's weaker, then one has to be stronger. So if she's the weaker vessel, then you have to provide that strength to her. Yeah. You have to provide that security to her. You have to provide that uh, um, assurance to her and a way of doing that is just to live with your wife in an understanding way so that your prayers will not be hindered according to first Peter chapter 3 verse 7 mm. so those are some very key points that we wanted to, to bring out tonight uh, in this topic or this uh, title of discussion is when ministry and marriage collide because believe it or not people there are a lot of marriages out there that are suffering mm -hmm. and that are on the vents of divorce all because of the time that's being spent devoted to ministry versus your marriage. And again, we're not here to say that you shouldn't serve in ministry. Mm -hmm. And we're not here to put down that your marriage is more important than ministry. Because you need to serve. That's for your spiritual growth. Um... And you, but also that your family needs to be tended to. So you got to learn work on balance. Mm -hmm. So two things we'll take away tonight. Work on that Ephesians 5 marriage as a whole, husbands and wives. But then husbands, I really would challenge you is to have understanding with your wives in those critical times, those times of yearning and crying out. Because uh, she is the weaker vessel, but all because your prayers need to be heard and you want your prayers answered you don't want them hindered based off that action so that's all we had tonight um we love you guys we thank you for listening to us um feel free to hit us up on any of our social media uh platforms you can also go to our website at godfamilyworks.us that's one word godfamilyworks.us uh, and let us know what you think, if you got any questions. And, and maybe there was something that we said that you wanted us to clarify. So hit us up. We'll be more than happy to uh, talk and discuss those things with you. All right. You guys have a fantastic day. We're praying for you.